You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Week number 13 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast with Chris Hahn. Hope you're enjoying the show. I'm enjoying doing it. Slow week in the news last week. Donald Trump did his big rally. Let's talk about presidential insecurity, will you? Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. You and I as citizens have the obligation to shape the debates of our time, not only with the votes we cast, but with the voices we lift. The people are looking for honest answers, not easy answers. The very word secrecy is repugnant. Clear leadership. And we are as a people. Not false claims and evasiveness and politics as usual. Opposed to secret society. But ours was a nation of the battle. Not the bullet. And a secret procedure. As a people, we cannot afford to let any group of citizens or any individual citizens live or labor under conditions which are injurious to the commonwealth. Black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, young, old, gay, straight, men, women, folks with disabilities, all pledging allegiance under the same proud flag to this big, bold country that we love. That's what I see. That's the America I know. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. There is nothing wrong with America that cannot be cured by what is right with America. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed your long 4th of July weekend. I've had a rough couple of days. I'll talk about that a little later. Lost my brother. Very hard. Burying him today, if you're listening to this on Tuesday. I'm very sad about that. But I uh, have a responsibility, and I am going to do this podcast today. It's going to be a short one. No guest. Just me today, America. Let's talk about this president's insecurity. You know, I've I've been asked on television a couple times, maybe you've seen it on Fox, to talk about the 4th of July, Donald Trump extravaganza on the Washington Mall. And, and for one, you know, I am not as outraged as some about the president putting this stupid expensive festival on I am kind of annoyed that he uh, more than annoyed um, bothered and we should all be bothered that this really became a political event in the sense that he handed out tickets to his top donors and to the RNC for VIP seating which I think is absolutely disgusting 
But I also don't think Congress is going to do anything about it. I mean, I, I remember Newt Gingrich and others, you know, screaming bloody murder over the president allowing a donor to sleep in the Lincoln bedroom back in the 90s. This is just ridiculous. He put on a, a multi-million dollar extravaganza. You know, his speech was almost normal. It was almost a normal presidential speech. And now that we know that he can do that, we should expect him to do that always. I mean, he doesn't deliver them well. He's not a great orator, and that will never be the case. But it was a normal, you know, here's what's going on. Obviously, he screwed up the uh, Fort McBattle for Battle of Baltimore, where the Star Spangled Banner was written about was during the War of 1812. He put it in the Revolution. And I think we're all pretty sure that uh, there were no airports during the American Revolution. I'm pretty sure we can all agree on that. I don't know if the cult's going to start saying, you know what he meant, which they are. They're already saying that to me. You know what? It was a beautiful speech. It was not a beautiful speech. It was almost the same kind of speech any other president would have given, only the fact that they would have had their speechwriters edit the speech and not make those stupid mistakes. I mean, just dumb. Guy said he's going to hire the best people. Yeah, Stephen Miller writing that speech never graduated basic history class. Doesn't know when the airplane was invented. I mean, come on, America. Come on. I mean, that's the kind of mistakes that should ask you, you know, you should, you should, should leave you asking the question, what else is he missing? He's going to give a speech that is being highly watched, that is being highly criticized. He knew it was going to be criticized. And, and they can't catch those stupid minor mistakes. I mean, who's running this country right now? It, it, it's just, it's, it's disturbing at the very least. Extremely troubling uh, at the worst. But what I really want to talk about when it comes to that, you know, 4th of July military parade that the president put on is his own insecurities as a human being. You know, when you're president of the United States, you really shouldn't get to act on your insecurities, whether that's a response to somebody who criticizes you as this man is prone to do uh, at every minor slight by every minor figure or holding a military parade because of your own feelings of insignificance because you had bone spurs during the Vietnam War and you went to military school for a couple of years and it wasn't a very good experience and there were men there that you may have respected that may not have respected you as much. This president seems to enjoy sharing his insecurities with the world. He enjoys sharing his insecurities with America. He has them on full display. He has the thinnest of thin skin. And this 4th of July spectacular to me is just more evidence of the president's insecurity. He doesn't believe that he measures up to these military leaders in our country. And he feels that he needs to be part of that somehow. And, and the only way he could really be part of it is by producing a made-for-television extravaganza, which, by the way, didn't go over as well as he thought. I think most Americans probably didn't watch it. I didn't watch it live. I had to catch up because it's my job, but I didn't watch it live. And as I've said to you before on this podcast, America, I have a hard time 
watching the president live because the president entertains me and I like to read his speeches rather than watch his speeches. So it's uh, it's kind of harder for me to kind of make that jump. I think this president sometimes, I find him hilarious and I just have to remind myself that he's president of the United States. So I find it better to read the transcript of what he did and then judge him based on that than to actually watch it because I'm sitting there laughing, literally laughing at him because he's a buffoon when he makes a speech. I had these people tweeting at me telling me how beautiful the speech was. I, I'm sorry, America. He doesn't give beautiful speeches. He He's buffoonery on display. He's not ready for prime time when it comes to giving a speech like that. It's not what he does. He's actually better when he's doing a press conference and he's just responding off the cuff, which he doesn't do enough of. I mean, he lies every other word out of his mouth, but at least he he seems at home. He seems extremely uncomfortable giving a written teleprompter's speech. He's still, you know, after now, you know, two and a half years on a campaign, excuse me, two years on a campaign, two and a half years as president of the United States, he still doesn't know how to use a teleprompter. I mean, that's, I mean, a lot of, he's got a lot of time to train on it. He's done a lot of these speeches now, and he still just seems to not do it right. It's a problem for him. So, I mean, his insecurities, I think, are a problem because the president's supposed to be the adult, like the parent of the nation. He's not supposed to be the child of the nation. And we have this president who really is just a big baby. He's a big, overgrown, spoiled baby who feels he's got to lash out at every single moment who has to take every opportunity to stick it to his opponents to show that he won a great victory to become president. No, he won a surprise victory. It wasn't a great victory. Let's see what happens in your re-election, sir, in your re-election campaign, which I think you're going to, without a doubt, lose the popular vote by even more because we see closing margins in Texas and Georgia and other states that we may or may not see flip uh, to the Democratic side in the presidential election, but they will definitely be smaller margins of victory there. And in blue states, the outrage is clear. So let's see what happens. I, I think that uh, I think for sure the popular vote uh, is lost to him in 2020. It's just a question of the electoral college follows. And you know how many times does the majority of this country have to put up? with an electoral college that doesn't recognize the will of the majority and then we still remain a country. I mean, that's a question that I think we have to be asking ourselves. I mean, we need to make a change to the electoral college. I don't think the founding fathers ever anticipated a state like like, uh, California or even Texas with a population, you know, as large as those two states are. It is a, it's something that needs to be changed if we are going to continue to have elections where the popular vote just doesn't even matter. Now, you could say, you know, elections are run in, in 50 states and there are people in red states that don't come out to vote because they know that their vote doesn't matter. I don't buy that. I think that's just the same in blue states as well. I know that they're bigger states, but the same percentage of people are not showing up to vote because they think that their votes don't matter in blue states as they are in red states. I mean, you know, California is going to go 
for the Democrat. But people still come out to vote. You know, I mean, uh, Alabama is going to go through the Republican. People are still going to come out to vote, but there are a lot more people in California than there are in Alabama. And their votes should matter. It should mean something in both cases. I, I mean, I had, had Donald Trump won the popular vote and lost the Electoral College, do you think that we would not be having a long national debate about the future of the Electoral College right now? I don't I don't know how we wouldn't. I don't know how we wouldn't be having that debate. I don't think the Republicans would let us not have that debate. So we have this insecure child man in the White House in the position that I think every president on both sides of the aisle before him always recognizes the place where you need to be the adult in the room. And, and he just, uh, he's not capable of it. He wants to bring out the big guns and the big tanks to show the world he's a big man because he's insecure because of something that happened to him in his childhood that he never got over because nobody ever challenged him his entire life. He was always little Lord Falteroy running around doing whatever he wanted to do. And now we're paying the consequences with that in his presidency. And it's sad. It is sad, sad, sad to watch. Anyway, let me change the subject for a minute. Let me go to Mike Pence, another guy with some serious, serious issues, a guy who, who won't be alone in a room with a woman. <laughs> it's amazing. Just amazing. So Mike Pence canceled the trip to New Hampshire. And those of you who've been listening to my podcast and my radio show and follow me on Twitter at Christopher Hahn know that I fully believe that Mike Pence will not be on the Trump ticket in 2020. And anybody who thinks differently, please save uh, this podcast or the various tweets I've put out and see how they hold up a year from now. Because Donald Trump is, if nothing else, a television producer. And the Republican National Convention is a made-for-television event, which will be produced and written by Donald J. Trump It'll be a Donald Trump joint and nothing would get higher ratings than waiting to see who gets to become the vice presidential nominee. Who's going to get the yellow rose from Donald Trump to run with him on his ticket. And if you think he's going to keep Mike Pence, you're out of your mind. Mike Pence is done. That trip to New Hampshire might have been canceled by Pence because he knows he's done. Maybe he was even told he was done and decided, you know what? Why am I going to go spend the 4th of July in New Hampshire? I'm going to go back to Indiana or wherever he's going to go with mother to spend the 4th of July. He's done. He's out of it. It's not going to happen. Mike Pence will not be on the ticket. Mike Pence is a weirdo anyway, who I don't understand how Donald Trump chose, frankly. I mean, Donald Trump's a guy who was once honored by Planned Parenthood, who uh, used to say he was very, very pro-choice, who worked in television around a lot of people who are gay and otherwise uh, what Mike Pence would think of as deviant. Mike Pence has got to weird Donald Trump out. I'm sorry. 
I know Donald Trump pretends to be this evangelical Christian, and I know that there are a lot of Republicans out there that eat that up. It's nonsense. He's not. But trust me, Donald Trump is weirded out by Mike Pence, and Mike Pence will not be on the ticket. My money's on Nikki Haley. I don't know if Trump will be secure enough to pick Nikki Haley, but my money's on Nikki Haley. But one thing I will tell you is it will not be Mike Pence. Write this date down. You could go back about six months or a year uh, and find quotes and clips and tweets from me saying this exact thing. Mike Pence will not be on the ticket. I guarantee it. All right, I'm going to take a short break and... uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about my brother on the other side of it. Stay where you're at. All right. I am back. Yeah, Merrick, it's been a tough week for me. I am uh, sorry if I'm a little out of it. Last week was supposed to be a really easy week. Didn't have a whole lot going on. Was going to do a little television, hang out, go to a bunch of barbecues, run... And I got the unfortunate news last week that my brother, my much younger brother, uh, died. And while um, while it wasn't drug-related directly, uh, my brother has had a history his entire life of abusing drugs, hard drugs, heroin. He's abused alcohol. 41 years old. And my brother was, uh, of all my parents' children, I'm the oldest of four. My brother was the most talented of all of us. He was smarter than me. He was a better athlete than me. He was a better musician than me. He was funnier than me. But something was broken in him. And since he was a teenager, he's abused drugs and alcohol. And uh, last week he was in rehab, got out of detox, was living with my parents, and he just dropped dead. I don't know. I haven't seen a toxicology report. My parents say that the cops found no drugs on him. I don't know what will be in him, but uh, it's terribly hard for me to talk about this. But it's also important that I do talk about it because I loved my brother very much. And, um, you know, if I've seen a little odd edge, uh, I've been doing some of my TV appearances. I, I do them in my house, so it's easy. And um, I do like to do things to keep my mind off of things. And I've, I've been on. But I've given zero shits when I've been on. I've been giving zero room and I've been getting into fights about things that I would ordinarily just laugh off on television. And that's because I've just been hurting the last couple of days. And it's going to be a while um, before I shake that off. Um. But, you know, I think it's important that we understand the problem in this country about drug and alcohol abuse and how hard it is for people to shake it. Um, It's a disease, America. It's something that has to be constantly treated, constantly paid attention to, 
constantly, vigilantly fought against. It's not something that just goes away. It's not something that you have a couple of good years and it's gone. My brother had a couple of good years. He got married. He had a child. But it came back and it keeps coming back and it kept coming back until it killed him. And, um, you know, talking about this is hard. Uh, I don't know that my family appreciates me talking about it. But I think that um, everybody needs to know that this impacts everybody. And uh, even people who don't like me will recognize that I am a successful, hardworking American. I mean, you guys know me. I don't even drink. Although I am going to Italy at the end of the month and I've decided that uh, I will have no dietary rules while I'm in Italy. I'll eat bread. I'll drink wine. I'll do all the things I don't do because I don't want to be fat. While I'm here in America, but when in Rome, America, looking forward to that. I would have been looking forward to it a lot more if I wasn't as worried about my parents. But it is a, uh, it's a tragedy and it's a tragedy that happens in not just my family, but in every family. This has been going on for years. I was a candidate for office when I was 21 years old or 22 years old. Back in 1995, my brother, I think, was like, uh, if I was 22, he was like 15 or 16 years old. And I had to pull him out of a drug den then. I had to go find him. My sister, my younger sister and him are, are, are very close, and my sister would call me concerned about him, and I pulled him out. and Got him into rehab then. I got him, to re- got him into rehab years later. I mean, I've gotten him into rehab so many times over the years and it's been scary for me it's been scary for my family I I, the last 10 years or so um, every time the phone would ring it would be my mother I would think it was either he was dead or in jail and this week it rang and he was dead and it's something that uh, will take me some time to get over but I appreciate you if you're listening to this now I appreciate it and if you, you want to reach out, I'm at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, or you could email me through my website, ChristopherHahn.com. So sorry, this is a shorter podcast than usual. It was a, a rough week. I had no interview. I could have had an interview, but I've been, uh, as you could see, tied up with other things. So I hope you don't mind it. But of course, these podcasts are free. So uh, if you do mind it, I'm sorry, but uh, too bad, so sad. There'll be another podcast next week, I promise. And it should have a a guest and a longer interview and a longer rant. But uh, right now, I just want to remind you all to seek the truth. Question everything and everyone, even me, America. Seek the truth. I know it's out there and I know you'll find it if you look hard enough for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast.
Hey America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.